Hello and welcome to this week's conversation. I want to start with this brief introduction to what this week's podcast is all about. And that is, is that sometimes our words create our beliefs, our behaviors, and then from there, we start trying to solve problems that are closer than we think they are. They're on the inside, but yet we're looking for these solutions on the outside. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Albert Einstein once observed that the most fundamental and major decision that you have to make in your life is this. Do I live in a friendly or a hostile universe? Which is it? Is it a universe that is filled with hostility and anger and people wanting to hate each other and people wanting to kill each other? Is that what you see? Because when you see the world that way, that's exactly what you will create for yourself in your life. This is from great scientific minds. And the interesting thing is that this is not just a, a clever play on words, that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I'd like you to imagine the following scene. You're in your house. You've got your car keys in your hand. The lights go out. Power failure. You can't see a thing. You stumble around in your living room and you drop your keys. And you look around for a moment and you realize that you're never going to find them in the dark. But you look outside and you notice that the street lights are on. So in your mind, a light bulb goes off. Hmm. I'm not going to sit around here in the dark and grope around looking for my keys when there's a light on outside. I'm going to go out here under the street light and I'm going to look for my keys. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This, is, this makes a lot of sense. So you're out here and you're groping around and you're looking for your keys and you're looking and looking and your neighbor comes along and says, what happened, Wayne? Well, um, I dropped my keys. Oh, I'll help you look for them. And the two of us are now down here looking for our keys and looking finally he says to me excuse me but um where did you drop your keys well um i dropped them in the house he said you mean to tell me that you dropped your keys in the house and you're looking for them out here in the street light doesn't make any sense and i said well it doesn't make any sense to grope around in the dark when there's light out here now you laugh and you think how silly that is but isn't that exactly what we do when we have a problem, a difficulty, a struggle that is located inside and we're looking for the solution outside. This week we're doing something a little bit different and that is something that I will describe during the podcast as a solo conversation. And these are some of the things that we're going to be doing on this podcast is basically just sitting behind the mic and spewing out some thoughts and theories and then sharing them with you. So sit back and enjoy this week's uh, podcast, this week's Aviom experience with yours truly, me. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on? In case you don't know, my name is Christopher and I am part of the Aviom experience. So for those of you who don't know, this is an experiment that we are trying. What I'm calling this is the Aviom experience shorts well it kind of sounds funny to call it shorts but and so basically what the idea behind this is is for anyone 
to get behind the microphone and then just start spewing out ideas, theories, anything that we have inside of us, any of the things that we're collaborating with or things that we want to share with you. And you're going to hear little shorts, rants, I guess, and maybe not necessarily rants, but ideas that are just generating inside of us that we just want to get out there and we want to share them. And so it's not just going to be me. Obviously, Aviana is also going to be sharing some of her thoughts and some of the guests that we have, you know, on our podcast as well. They're going to be sharing some of their information, some of their wisdom, some of their knowledge, their experiences. So it's not only going to come from us, but it's going to come from those who, who are just hanging out with us and, and, and just, you know, to maybe spread some of their experiences and creativity with you as well as myself. And again, AV. So this forum is going to be a little bit shorter, not as long. And not, and not to say that our podcast along anywhere between, you know, 45 minutes to an hour whenever we have a guest on. But these are going to be a little bit more shorter between, I would say, you know, 10 to 25 minutes, so to speak. Just, just a little something. I mean, and it's not that we're fixed by how long or, or time, because we really feel that there's not really going to be rules for that. We're just going to jump on the mic and we're just going to spew out again ideas. And so being as it may, as we lay down this path, there's a few ideas that I wanted to share. And so, of course, with me, I might have to uh, go a little bit longer than than typical. But that's again, and we'll, we'll see where this goes because so I was in a meditation and typically what I do is whenever I'm meditating, I always have a notebook with me and it's, it's a blank notebook and I have my trusty pen and I love this pen. It's a Schneider Express. It's from Germany and I love it because I can always leave it uncapped and it never dries up. It's not a ballpoint. It's kind of like one of those little marker pens and I can always leave it uncapped. It doesn't dry up and I love it because I, I can just... Whenever thoughts are coming to me, I just jot them down. Now, every meditation, I typically don't do this. I typically do not have a notebook with me on my lap as I'm meditating. But every now and then, when I feel drawn to have that, then I just bring it with me and I leave it uncapped, no expectations. And sometimes something comes out and sometimes things don't come out. But however, I was meditating on the fascination and and this is something that Avi and I are going to cover in a podcast in a longer form because I'm curious to see her ideas on this as well and that's with words now for those of you who don't know I love to write I enjoy the expression of words I enjoy reading back on the things that I write and there's a lot of times that I'm picking up things that I don't see in that moment and so whenever I go back and reread some of the things that I've written, I always come to uncover these really amazing like little nuggets that I know were there, but I just didn't see them as I was writing it. And so when I go back and reread it, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating the things that I uncover. But anyway, talking about words and the idea of it is, and this is something that I always used to say. I would always say that words are uh, hurt more. Um, you know, they, 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 words can hurt. Um, and sometimes they even hurt more than sometimes physical pain. 
And I know, no, that's not the case for every person, but I do believe that it does have its, um, its power. And sometimes when we don't assume or think that it has, that it doesn't have power, then that's how we fall into the trap of this behavior, the system of behavior that we just keep on repeating because of what we are saying to ourselves. Now, this is really important. We're saying these things to ourselves. We're using words. We don't realize the impact of the words and we're living a life of anxiety, of depression, chaos, drama. We're living a life that is less in the sense of not living to the joy. And that is because we're using the words to create our blueprint. And I had posted that and to me, that's really powerful. Our words create our blueprint and that then creates our behavior. So if you're constantly saying that, you know, um, that you're not good enough, if you're saying that you're not pretty enough, um, that you're overweight, you're not healthy, you're sick and tired of work, you're sick and tired of, of, of these friends. And, and you're saying all these things. This is, this is the thing that your mind does not know the difference between what is real and what is not. Your mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is not. So if you say something like, I am, I'm always, I'm sick and tired of going to work. I'm sick and tired of going to work. Your mind is going to, to create that. It's going to create something within you where you will become sick so you don't go to work. And you always find yourself in that routine of being sick. And so, but it all goes back to, and this is something that, that happened to me that, that really came up into my own awareness, which is trauma. And I do feel that we all have a sense of trauma. We all have a traumatic experience that we've been through, whether it's birth coming into this world of form as a body, that in itself is very traumatic. And then as you're introduced to this world, the first thing that happens is, you know, you get slapped in the ass and, you know, you start crying. And so already we're experiencing physical pain on our incarnation into this world. So we're introduced into this world. And the first thing we do is get beat down. <laughs> and so we're, we're slapped and, and we feel this pain. And, and this is uncommon because we've never felt this. And it's like, whoa, what is this? Why does this hurt? What is going on? And so through this experience, we are introduced to this, this world is through this traumatic event. Now, some of us have a, uh, a more a, a more in-depth traumatic event, whether it be abuse, neglect, scarcity, which was minds. We all have these things that, that originate. And, and those are the things that formulate our behavior. These traumatic events formulate our behavior based on the words we use to describe or so that we can understand these events in our lives. We formulate these words. And so the origin of our thought system, which creates behavior, stems from a traumatic event. And that is basically how we begin to design our life. So if you imagine that you're designing your life through a behavior or through a traumatic event, 
what kind of life are you going to then design? Are you going to design a life of joy or are you going to design a life that is of joy and, and peace? And so these are the small things that on the onset may not make a lot of sense that we may feel that, um, that the, oh, well, this is no big deal. And so what we come to find out is that they are. And so we have to go, you know, sometimes we grow up and, and we're still battling these so-called demons of these traumatic events. And one of the things about conventional therapy and, and conventional medicine, and I'm not knocking any of it, you know, because I don't want anyone to email me telling me that stuff. But you know what I've come to realize is that all these conventional therapies, they talk way too much. Too much talking. Conventional therapy and, and medication, is it talks and talks and talks. And so why can't we just get to the root of it? Because we have this belief that if anxiety is a difficult thing to diagnose, that means the treatment is going to be difficult. If anxiety, if, if bipolar is difficult to to diagnose, then it's going to be difficult to treat. So why is it that just because something seems difficult on the onset, that the treatment also has to be difficult? Why can't it just be simple? Why can't we just understand the traumatic event, right? We first must understand in order to heal from it. Like if we don't understand something, there's no way that you're going to heal from it because you know there's no understanding, right? So I just think that these conventional therapies and medicines and stuff, they just talk way too much instead of, um, this almost putting a bandaid on a broken bone. It's almost understanding what caused the broken bone. What, what was the behavior that ignited this broken bone, whether broken bone, whether it was a reaction from someone else, what did we do to create that, you know, that, that outcome in order for, uh, for us to um, experience that everything that we or everything that we do and how we react to a lot of the action is through is through pain and pain is a trigger for protection against our past which is interesting when you say it like that but maybe things are happening in your body because your body has awareness and it's doing it in a way to protect you from the past. Because one of the things, and this is going to be a theme, I might say this a few times here, hopefully, is the familiar. We like familiar, we do not like unfamiliar. So even if suffering is familiar to us, we are going to gravitate towards suffering. Now, I know when you say this out loud, it doesn't make a lot of sense, like, I, why would I choose to suffer? Well, it's because it's familiar to you. It's not that you're choosing to suffer, but you're. You, but most most humans stick to what is familiar because the unfamiliar is something that, since we don't know it, we tend to just stay away from it. So that's the unfamiliar that we don't want to, um, you know, we don't want to be attracted to because this is the thing. All pain plays a role. So all pain plays a role. And so your job is to uncover what role is the pain 
playing in your life. And the pain that I'm referring to is more of the constant pain. It is the constant pain that that keeps on. That's the role that it's playing in your life. So if you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it, you don't really love it, uh, you're going to give up. And that's what happens to most people, actually. If you really look at, 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 at the ones that uh, ended up you know, being successful, unquote, in the eyes of society and the ones that didn't, oftentimes it, it's the ones that are successful loved what they did so they could persevere when, you know, when it got really tough. And, and the ones that, that didn't love it quit. As we continue with the idea of the role of what pain is playing in your life, it's almost, so for example, my, uh, my role or my trauma, and I'm going to bring myself, I'm going to talk a lot about my trauma, which may not sound traumatic. And I know there's probably more traumatic events in my life, but this one in particular is the scarcity mindset that I grew up with. I grew up with the scarcity mindset. So how does this pain and roles and how does it affect me when coming from a scarcity mindset? And I hope that even by sharing this story about myself or this example about me personally, that it might align with something that you um, grew up with as well. But let me backtrack and explain what that means. Obviously, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money, but we but I did have a roof over my head, food. We had all that, of course, at that age, I didn't see that as being grateful. So to me, having food and house or roof over our head, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. But I want things, but we could never have things. So we typically only got, you know, quote unquote things, or I did, uh, birthday and Christmas. Those were the only two times a year we got anything. My birthday and Christmas, that was it. Throughout the whole year, nothing. And so, of course, surrounded by family and friends and, and everyone else, you know, got these new things all the time. And, you know, of course, I want that. I want that. But I never had it. However, growing up, I was never told why I couldn't have it. And obviously it was because, you know, my mom was the one that was working. And, you know, basically it was, you know, myself, my two brothers and my grandmother. And my grandmother made a little bit of money, but, you know, obviously in living in New York, three boys, growing boys, you know, and food and all that other stuff. And rent is not cheap. And so everything had to go towards that. However, they still planned to where on birthdays and Christmas that we would have that opportunity as kids growing up, you know, to have the stuff. But because I wasn't told of that, I wasn't told. I just seen it as I don't have, they do. So, of course, as I got older and I had got my own job and and then I was able to do or have and experience all that, of course, what are we going to do? Well, the first thing we're going to do when we have that first check is we're going to spend it. And, you know, we have this money. We're going to buy things. Now I have. Now I have. And every check that I get, I'm just going to keep on spending money and I'm going to keep on spending. And, and so... And so now what does that, how does that all play into this pain and this role? Spending is the role that was healing me from the pain of not having. So that's the role it was playing. Pain was not having. So the way to fix that, the way to, the role, the way to heal that was to get that thing, to buy that thing. 
even if I didn't need it, I had to buy it. So my familiar, I should say, you know, the scarcity mindset is my familiar. So what was I doing was I was buying things I didn't need in order to keep on reminding myself, so to speak, you know, just it's almost on loop that I'm not, I'm not living in scarcity. Look at all the things I have, you know, and that's just an egoic mindset. That's part of this traumatic event that was going on with me. Again, I hope that that makes um, sense to you and that that you can utilize uh, some of these examples. And there's so many more examples. Again, I'm just going to speak about my own. So I'm bringing my own experience. I'm becoming transparent with you guys. And so maybe it'll help, you know, you guys to see how these things play a role in our lives. And sometimes we don't even see it. We don't notice it. We don't even realize it. So the thing to be, I guess the thing to extract is to watch your words. Even saying things like this job is killing me. What do you think is going to happen? The body is going to follow the direction. Since once again, the mind doesn't have a sense of humor. It doesn't know what, what, what you mean other than what you are saying. That's a good one. So the mind doesn't know what you mean. It only knows what you're saying. So it's not like a joke. It's like even when I'm programming a, say, website for someone and, you know, and I, and the person wants a certain background color and I'm putting in the code for the background color, I put in that code, the color comes out. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. I put in code, color comes out. That's it. So it's not like I'm putting in the code, the color comes out. And then I'm staring at the computer screen and I'm saying, no, no, no. You know what? I was just kidding. I didn't mean for you to be blue. I meant for you to be white. But at the same time, I'm not doing anything to change the code on the website. So you have to look at the mind as an input system of direction, meaning that it doesn't joke around. It doesn't veer to the left. It doesn't veer to the right. It is very logical in its direction. If you go straight, it goes straight. If you go left, it goes left. So when you go left and your mind goes left, you can't say, oh, no, 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 I was just kidding. I meant to go right. And then don't do anything to go right. You know, so again, the mind is very directional. It's very logical in that sense. And so we have to just be very aware of what we are saying. We're going to be doing a podcast and I already entitled it like uh, what's so big about Fridays. And obviously, and maybe you've said this as well. I know a lot of people do, but in the corporate setting, everyone says, oh, thank God it's Friday. Oh, I can't wait till Friday. They do a countdown for Friday. I mean, Monday comes around or actually Sunday evening comes around and they're already pissed that they have to go to work on Monday. But as soon as they get into work on Monday, they're all already counting down to Friday. Already counting down to Friday. Monday just came and they're already counting down to Friday. What are you telling your mind? What is your mind telling your body? Basically what's happening is now it's looking forward towards one day. It's looking towards Friday. Even though it's Monday, it's looking towards Friday. So the mind is going to ignore everything else that's going on. And whatever takes you out of that is going to be an inconvenience, whether it's I got to go food shopping on Tuesday. Now it's going to be the worst thing in the world 
because that wasn't part of what your mind, the direction you're giving your mind. The direction you're giving it is Friday. And that is the only existence for your mind that exists, which is the reason why everything seems heavier, heavier, heavier. And this is why Monday feels the heaviest because it's the furthest away from Friday. So a lot of times when people tell me that, and when they try to give me a countdown, like, oh my God, you know, it's home day, two more days to Friday. And I'm, I, I typically just respond and I smile and I tell them every day is a Friday. For me, every day is a Friday. I love it. Every day is a Friday. And so if every day is a Friday, imagine the direction that I'm giving my mind. That whatever excitement that I may feel towards Friday, now I have it every day. And this is the thing. You know, you always say, well, you can't lie to your mind. It's not about lying to your mind. Again, it's giving it direction. It's coding in the color you want on the website. That's it. And when I say every day is a Friday, I'm coding in every day is a Friday. That's it. So it's really important that we become aware of the words we're using so that we are coding, directing, uh, even if I use the word programming, and I really don't like using that word because that's the word that got us into this um, perplexing moment of our own knowing, which is the programmed and how we've been programmed to believe in, in that we're less than, which is really important to me anyway, because I feel that that is the one of the most traumatic events that most people have is that their unbelief that they are not enough. I want to say 80% of your problems, and again, I'm, I, I'm just pulling that number out of my back end, but I'll just, let's say, a high number of most people's problems is the fact that they don't believe they're good enough. And I say this again, the fact that you don't believe you're good enough is where 80 to 90% of your problems all come from. And when you keep on telling yourself that, again, our mind, I'm not good enough, then that means I'm not good enough for a relationship, I'm not good enough for a raise, I'm not good enough for a job, I'm not good enough for joy, I'm not, and it just goes on and on and on and on. Just by saying those words, I am not good enough, there's just so much packets of information involved in those in those words. There's also, you know, another thing that stems from that is that I am different. And when you keep on saying to yourself that, and I mean, how many times do we initiate that idea that we need to be different because, you know, different is what sets us apart. But what happens when that, you know, when we keep on saying that, that I'm different and that this is the reason why I'm not finding joy. Well, I'm not finding joy because I'm different. I'm not finding love because I'm different. So now your mind is going to respond and the mind is going to ensure that you are different, whatever that may be, whatever it may look like. And it's just going to reiterate, reinforce the idea that, yes, you are different. Yes, you're not good enough. And the third one is, is the idea of freedom, that we all want to be free. And But, you know, it's who or what do we want to be free from? And we say, well, we want to be free from our minds or from the chatter, the constant echoing that's going on in our, in our heads. And that is because the ego has... Uh, you know, we, we're a hostage to the ego. And when we become a hostage to the ego, it's going to keep us locked up in this cell. And of course, the, 
our freedom isn't so much in the idea of jumping off a building or anything like that. The idea of freedom is accepting the moment for what it is. This is the moment. I'm so, I'm, I'm so grateful to be in this moment. And granted, it may not even be a moment that you want to be in, but every moment has an experience. Every moment has truth in it. And if we can take these moments and, and accept them for what it is and be grateful for what it is, extract what it is that we're supposed to learn from it, and then also allow the feelings to, to be, allow the feelings to arise so that we can just let them go. That is how we begin to release all of these, um, how should I say, that's how we release all these tensions and these traumatic events that are within us. I almost feel that our minds, everything that our minds does, it does it for protection. Because once again, it doesn't know any different. Our mind is built as a survival tool. And it, and what is survival? Familiar is survival. Unfamiliar is something that we're not prepared for. It is kind of like being in the in the group. And as we are in this group that is familiar to us, and what happens when we get oust from the group? It becomes unfamiliar. We don't know what we're getting into. We don't know what's going to happen. And so in that, we, uh, you know, we, again, we have this idea of uh, shame and, and terror when we are in the unfamiliar, which is, again, why we want to be in the familiar. Because what is familiar to us, and I'm just going to reiterate it again, the familiar is what the mind says it's real. And so if we watch our words, you know, especially in the morning, in the morning, we're aligning with source energy, our vortex is completely open because we've allowed our minds and bodies to rest overnight. And so as soon as we wake up, it's almost like rebooting the computer, rebooting the system. What are you going to program into the system first thing in the morning? What are you going to feed it first thing in the morning? Are you going to wake up and be in gratitude or are you going to wake up and be pissed off because it's Monday? So these are choices that you have to make. These are the choices that you can make through awareness. And this is everything that I'm that I'm talking about, not just work. I'm also talking about relationships. If Even if you say, oh, this relationship is going to kill me then guess what? Your body, your mind is going to take that information. It's going to transfer it to the body and you might find yourself being sick a lot. You might find yourself, um, maybe you fall down and you hurt yourself really bad. And, you know, again, there's so many things that can happen because the mind takes the direction, sends the information and energy to your body, and then it responds. Then you get a response. So even if you can't say you, you, you're looking for love, right? Maybe you're looking for love and you can't find love. And you keep on saying that, well, I can't find love. Well, mind sends the body. Well, we can't find love. So I, I need to do more things to ensure I don't find love because not finding love is familiar. So it's almost, it's, it, to say it's a game is, is, I don't know if that would really encapsulate the ideas that I'm, that I'm speaking about here, 
But there is some form of play going on here. And so once again, it's about really considering what it is we're saying and how we are saying it so that we know how to alter what it is we're saying. The mind is built to make us survive in it. And again, it doesn't know what hurts and it doesn't know what heals. But it does go according to your words. So the idea is then how do we adjust this? How do we begin to, you know, re, again, I don't like using the word, but reprogramming. How do we shift our words? And as I mentioned, you know, just a bit ago, that in the morning, your energy is connected to source at at the highest point, you know, the vortex, because, you know, your mind has been at rest, your body's been at rest. So these are the most valuable times to really send out your intent. Different than an affirmation, so to speak, affirmation, you're perhaps saying, well, maybe this is the same thing as that. But you change your words. You say great stuff about yourself as soon as you wake up. As soon as you wake up, you're saying the really good stuff about yourself. You're saying, you know what? I'm awesome. You know, saying something as simple as that. I am awesome. I am love. I am great. I feel great. Now, you know, what message or what direction is your mind going to go in once you start saying that? So once you start saying that, once you start flowing in that direction, your mind, your body is going to start to reactivate itself, creating a whole entire cellular reconstruction and even healing, pushing out these feelings that no longer serve, healing the traumatic events. Because when you're saying these things, you're going against what it is, the behavior that you are familiar with. Again, we're doing things that are unfamiliar and at the same time safe. Because in the morning, you're saying these things to yourself. No one is saying, no, you're not. Your mind might say that. But you just keep on saying it to yourself. It's a routine. The same way you have consistently said to yourself, I'm not good enough. It wasn't overnight that you believed in that. It was repetition in that idea that you weren't good enough, that now it's reinforced and solid into your into your conscious state because it is something that you just kept on repeating, repeating, repeating. So now it's a matter of repeating something that is unfamiliar with yourself. One of the three things I say in the morning for me, and I say this every morning, I love my life. As soon as I wake up, I say it to myself, get to the edge of the bed, and that's the first thing I say, I love my life, I am enough, and thank you for another day of life. Thank you so much for another day of life to experience this life. And typically I'll kind of alter that one, the third one, a little bit more or less, but I'm just so thankful that I can experience another day of life. It's just, I'm, I love that. I love my life. I am enough. These are the things I say to myself every morning and sometimes you know things can appear that you get you get or things happen that you'd rather not happen and that happens with all of us but what we're doing is we're reconstructing our our dna our behavior our mindset so that we can you know come out of you know of the addiction i mean think about this and what is an addiction an addiction it basically is a feeling of emptiness. 
that's what it is when when you break down the word addiction to you know so it's a simple terminology terminology that anyone can understand addiction is a feeling of emptiness inside addiction is a feeling of emptiness that is inside of us and so the addiction then pulls us to something that can fill us so that's what the addiction is so the addiction wants to be healed of itself and the way it assumes it's going to be healed of itself is to fill itself with something and it and it doesn't know what it it just will anything sugar soda sex um anything uh gambling you know, all, all these things that that can you know lower our vibration and our energy and it, it goes back to the idea of i want to feel a sense of fullness because i'm empty and so these are the things that are going to make me feel full so this is where the addictions come from you know drugs and because the drugs numb that uh that sense of um so, so to, it, it 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 almost so drugs numbs the sense of what it is that we we're trying to feel but don't know how to feel so it numbs us right that's what drugs do it, it, it kind of it numbs us from it, drugs do not teach us anything they just push down and feelings are not meant to be pushed down feelings emotions they're meant to be released even if you're in a state where you know maybe and i'm not saying you know happy go lucky every single minute and say there's something that you know you're upset about or or something that just doesn't feel good let it out you know, don't hold it in go go to the bathroom look at yourself in the mirror and say i can't stand this person let that out but don't hold it in and don't allow yourselves to be like you know echoed i don't like that person i don't like that person i don't like and just keep on saying it keep on saying it keep on saying it because that's not doing anything either so once you release it it is consider it released until the feeling has no more feeling so to speak it has no more hold on you it's about letting it go it's about saying you know what i don't like this person okay now i move on and you just and you release it but by not holding on to it which does more damage we begin to again alter our you know alter our our behavior so it's about leaning into the feelings leaning into the emotions but not allowing them to overtake everything so speak out your feelings express it you know remove the idea that you know that uh, that you're not enough Remember, you can't heal what you don't understand. You can't heal what you don't understand. And with that, I would like to thank all of you for listening to this, um, to this solo. Just uh, you know the the shorts, the Aviom shorts. And again, you're going to be hearing some more from some other people we have on. And again, this is just an outlet of uh, uh, my own and platform for expressing avi's platform for just releasing and letting it out and so some will be five minutes some will be 15 some will be 30 so it, it it's just getting behind the mic letting it letting it just just letting it out 
and maybe someone can align with it maybe not but i know that it definitely feels good to be able to just really sit back and and you know with this meditation and writing down these these bullets of things that were coming to me as i was meditating on the idea of words and i know this is something that i know i be and myself will probably going to talk a little bit more about in a in a podcast and kind of uh, expand a little bit more because there's so much more about words that i do want to you know to dive more in uh, dive more into kind of so to get a better understanding of it for myself so with that again thank you for your time and your energy you're awesome if you're really feeling this content definitely go to itunes give it a review it really helps you know pushing it out to your friends post it on your facebook on your socials on, on your site you know reach out maybe if you have a question definitely do that you can reach out to us at uh, janet j j j a n e t janet at aviomstudio.love so you can always uh, throw your feedback that way we'll have it in the show notes again thank you for your love your time and attention have an amazing day and just know that we all from here to there love you peace